Chapter seventy five of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Charny, Cardinal, and Queen. At the same moment, as Monsieur de Bretoya asked for an audience of the King, Monsieur de Charny, pale and agitated, begged one of the Queen. He was admitted, and touching tremblingly the hand she held out to him, said in an agitated voice, Oh, madame, what a misfortune! What is the matter? Do you know what I have just heard? What the king has perhaps already heard, or will hear tomorrow? She trembled, for she thought of her night with Charny, and fancied they had been seen. Speak, said she, I am strong. They say, madame, that you bought a necklace from Monsieur Burma. I returned it, said she quickly. But they say that you only pretended to do so, when the king prevented you from paying for it by refusing you the money, and that you went to borrow the amount from someone else. Who is your lover? And, cried the queen with her usual impetuous confidence, you, monsieur, you let them say that? Madame, Yesterday I went to Monsieur Burma's with my uncle, who had brought some diamonds from the Indies and wished to have them valued. There we heard this frightful story now being spread abroad by your majesty's enemies. Madame, I am in despair. If you bought the necklace, tell me. If you have not paid, tell me, but do not let me hear that Monsieur de Rohan paid for you. Monsieur de Rohan? Yes, Monsieur de Rohan, whom they call your lover, whom they say lent the money, and whom an unhappy man called Charny saw in the park in Versailles, kneeling before the queen and kissing her hand. Monsieur, cried Marie Antoinette, if you believe these things when you leave me, you do not love me. Oh, cried the young man, the danger presses. I come to beg you to do me a favor. What danger? Oh, madame, the cardinal paying for the queen dishonors her. I do not speak now of the grief such a confidence in him causes to me. No, of these things one dies, but does not complain. You are mad, cried Marie Antoinette in anger. I am not mad, madame, but... You are unhappy and lost. I saw you in the park. I told you so. I was not deceived. Today all the horrible truth has burst out. Monsieur de Rohan boasts, perhaps. The queen seized his arm. You are mad, repeated she, with inexpressible anguish. Believe anything. Believe the impossible. But in the name of heaven, after all I have said to you, do not believe me guilty. I, who never even thought of you without praying to God to pardon me for my fault. Oh, Monsieur de Charny, if you do not wish to kill me, do not tell me that you think me guilty. Charny wrung his hands with anguish. Listen, said he, if you wish me to serve you efficaciously. A service from you? from you more cruel than my enemies 
a service from a man who despises me never sir never charny approached and took her hands in his this evening it will be too late save me from despair by saving yourself from shame monsieur oh i cannot pick my words with death before me if you do not listen to me we shall both die you from shame and i from grief you want money to pay for this necklace i do not deny it i tell you do not tell me that you have not the necklace i swear do not swear if you wish me to love you there remains one way to save at once your honor and my love the necklace is worth one million six hundred thousand franc you have paid one hundred thousand here is the remainder take it and pay you have sold your possessions you have ruined yourself for me good and noble heart i love you then you accept no but i love you and let monsieur de rohan pay remember madame this would be no generosity toward me but the refinement of cruelty monsieur de charny i am a queen i give to my subjects but do not accept from them what do you mean to do then you are frank what do the jewellers say that as you cannot pay monsieur de rohan will pay for you what does the public say that you have the necklace hidden and will produce it when it shall have been paid for either by the cardinal in his love for you or by the king to prevent scandal and you charny in your turn i ask what do you say i think madame that you have need to prove your innocence to me the prince louis cardinal de rohan was at that moment announced by an usher you shall have your wish said the queen you are going to receive him yes and i go into my boudoir and leave the door ajar that you may hear be quick here he is monsieur de rohan appeared in his robes of office the queen advanced toward him attempting a smile which died away on her lips he was serious and said madame i have several important things to communicate to you although you shun my presence i shun you so little monsieur that i was about to send for you am i alone with your majesty said he in a low voice may i speak freely perfectly monseigneur do not constrain yourself said she aloud for monsieur de charny to hear the king will not come have no fear of the king or anyone else oh it is yourself i fear said he in a moved voice well 
i am not formidable say quickly and openly what you have to say i like frankness and want no reserve they say you complain of me what have you to reproach me with the cardinal sighed end of chapter seventy five recording by john van stan savannah georgia